Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Thank you all for staying. You may be seated. In today's extra credit, we'll be covering the different types of phantoms for the spiritualist. Phantoms are powerful beings, but they are far more emotional than they are rational. Phantoms are still shackled by the emotions that crafted them, and spiritualists must maintain strong control over their phantoms to keep the phantoms' often violent emotions in check. Also, to keep balance in check, we have a bunch of crap that they have to be near you and stuff. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Signed, Paizo. <laughs> so we went over all of the spiritualist mechanics in the main episode, but to fully understand the spiritualist and their place in a game, we also need to understand what the phantom is doing. So we're going to go over in depth all the core emotional focuses that the phantom can choose. Phantoms have effectively a three-quarters BAB progression. They actually get a base attack bonus equal to their hit dice, but their hit dice is like a three-fourths progression. All phantoms use a D10 hit dice. They start with one, and that scales up over the course of the game. At 20th level, we'll have 15 hit dice. And since they use natural weapons, that means that they're not really going to be getting uh, additional attacks. On the table, there is a good and bad saving throw column. These are the phantom's base saving throw bonuses. A phantom possesses two good saving throws and one bad saving throw, determined by the phantom's emotional focus. Phantoms get a natural armor bonus when they're ectoplasmic, and a deflection bonus when they're incorporeal. And it scales based off of a chart that you can look up. Listen, I'm not going to read every chart to you. All right, listeners? Really? Is that what you want from me? All right, here's, all right, here it goes. Plus zero, level one. Level two, plus two. Level three, plus two. Is this entertaining for you? <laughs> no! I was having a good time. Can you keep going, Caleb? I really like numbers. <laughs> I'm doing the math right now. Phantoms get a bonus to dexterity and charisma that increases over time. Yeah, all this increasing over time stuff you can see on the chart. One that we can actually tell you it does is the slam damage. Phantoms have two slam natural weapon attacks. They're based on the size of the phantom, and it's modified by its abilities. As you level up, they get better. At level 1 through 4, they do 1d6 damage. 5 through 8, they do 1d8. 9 through 12, 1d10. 13 through 16, they do 2d6. And then 17 through 20, they'll be doing 2d8. Which you always have to remember, whenever they design this, they always keep in mind that there's a feat called Improved Natural Attack. And people will always pick that feat because... Usually your animal companions, their feet selection is a lot smaller. There's a lot of things that they don't meet the prerequisites for or couldn't use even if they could. So natural tax is an easy pick for this. So bump that all up a little bit. The phantom also gets a few special abilities as it levels up that are specifically mentioned in the table. So at level one, they're going to get a few abilities. First, they have dark vision. I would expect my ghost to have dark vision. Wouldn't it be very scary if the ghost yep. flew around blind? And it's good dark vision. It goes out to 60 feet. At level one, you also get Link, where you guys get a mental Link and can communicate with each other. We talked about that in the main episode. They also get share spells, as you would with any familiar or animal companion, which is you can cast a spell with the target of you or personal on the phantom instead of yourself. At level three, you get delivered touch spells, something else we talked about in the main episode. At level four, you get magic attacks. So your phantom's attacks now all count as magical for the purpose of overcoming DR. Once you hit 10th level, this increases and all the phantom's natural weapons are treated as the alignment of the phantom for the purpose of overcoming damage reduction. At level six, you get devotion, where you get a plus four morale bonus on will saves against enchantment spells and effects. 
I feel like I've read that in other things. Are there other animal companions? Yeah, most animal companions get devotion. Gotcha. Lastly, at ninth level, the phantom gets incorporeal flight. They get a fly speed of 40 feet with good maneuverability. The phantom has very few skills. It effectively gets two plus int mod skills per hit dice, and it only has 15 hit dice. So pretty weak in the skill area. They do have a small list of class skills. Bluff, craft, if you want your phantom to craft things fly intimidate knowledge planes perception sense motive and stealth your, your phantom can't have a job no profession here in addition at level one you can pick any one additional skill that counts as a class skill for your phantom so now it can have a job if you really want it to work that nine to five for you <laughs> as we go over each emotional focus we'll talk about two class skills that they get based on their focus those two class skills they get they will automatically get a rank in each of those skills every hit dice a little bit of pathfinder second edition slipped in there (laughs) they get some base statistics that we're not going to talk about but just so you know there's already a preset thing there built for you kind of like with animal companions you don't need to pick its ability scores it's given to you so remember we talked about how the phantoms can be fully manifested well they get something based on whether or not they're ectoplasmic or incorporeal regardless of their emotional foci so if you do manifest fully as an ectoplasmic creature then they get dr5 slashing And when they reach level 5, they also gain DR5 magic. At level 10, that increases to DR10 magic. At level 15, increases to DR15 magic. And at 20th level, the damage reduction becomes DR15 nothing. That means you're going to have stacking DR from two different sources. And that works a little weird, doesn't it, Christian? We usually pick the higher of the two. What I find interesting is that this goes from useless to incredibly powerful at level 20. Everything has a magic attack. Basically, everything is a magic attack. So having DR magic isn't very helpful. But having DR 15, nothing is, I think, one of the most powerful DRs I've seen. But something cool about having the stacking, like when you're at level 10, you're having DR 10 magic and DR 5 slashing. If you get hit by a magic weapon that's not slashing, you can then use your slashing. Or if you get hit by a slashing weapon that's not magic, you can use your magic. You get to choose whichever one's better. Mm, more bookkeeping, just what this class needed. I think what they were probably going to go for was it changes from DR5 slashing to DR5 magic, but that's not what they said. They said that they right. gain it. So enjoy the bonus. But you're right. Once it comes level 20. And at level cool. 20, if you get hit by a nothing attack, then you can use your DR magic. <laughs> You also get Phase Lurch if you're ectoplasmic, which means you have the ability to pass through walls or material obstacles. You essentially have to start and end your turn to outside of the wall, and you can't move through creatures. It has to be, you know, materials. And you move at half speed while you're going through these objects. And this wonderful little note, any surface it moves through is coated with a thin, silvery mucus that lingers for one minute. That'll be good for role-playing when, oh, I'll, I'll go out and scout the area and they'll never know. Hey, uh, boss, what's with this thin silvery mucus? <laughs> That's why, as the spiritualist, you you run around and paint walls so they never know where your spiritualist has and hasn't been. <laughs> Everything's covered in this thin silvery mucus. Or you just distract them for one minute, and then they look back, oh, there's nothing, everything seems fine. That wall is a little... <laughs> Also, why is it silvery? All the art has the green color for ectoplasmic. Come on. Where's our source material from uh, Ghostbusters? (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea that (laughs) whenever it's ectoplasmic, it just generates that sound. So as it's going through walls, you're like, (laughs) John, do you hear that? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's when I need to make my Luigi character analog with a vacuum cleaner and favorite enemy ghost. Oh, gosh. If they're incorporeal, they, uh, I'm never going to say that word right, so you guys need to relax about that. It gets a deflection bonus to its AC equal to its charisma modifier. That's pretty good. It's not actually an undead creature despite being what is effectively a ghost. So it takes no damage from holy water or positive energy. And keep in your mind that you're incorporeal so you actually cannot interact or attack corporeal things. You may be a little tricked because a lot of the beasts in the bestiary can do that even though they're incorporeal. But that's not the way it really works generally. You can punch other ghosts though. You can. And you can deliver the touch attack spells using the deliver touch spell ability. All right. That's out of the way. We've talked about the base phantom. Now let's talk about their emotional foci. Now, like with most things when we cover it, we're just going to talk about the base stuff that was introduced when they were introduced. I think more have been added over time. So the first one on our list is anger. Phantoms with this emotional focus are filled with seething anger from events in their past lives. So first is the skills. The anger phantom gains a number of ranks in intimidate and survival equal to its number of hit dice. And then the spiritualist gets skill focus in both of those skills while it is in their brain. They're good saves referred to and will. The anger phantom has a strength focus. It gets a plus two bonus to strength and a minus two penalty to dexterity. Instead of the phantom gaining a bonus to dexterity as the spiritualist gains levels, the anger phantom gets a bonus to strength at those levels instead. So this is interesting. It's more bookkeeping, which I love about this class. But this is obviously a strength-focused phantom. It is meant to hurt things. It's going to have a big strength bonus. It probably wants to get in melee and punch things. Spend a lot of time in ectoplasmic form. I'm glad it's the first one we're going over because I think that might have been the very first idea I had is I wanted it to be like an animal companion, like an Edelon. I want it to hit people. And most of the phantoms aren't quite designed that way, but anger definitely is. And to that point, powerful strike, a phantom with this focus, deals slam damage as a creature one size category larger than its current size, and it gains power attack as a bonus feat. Stack that with the improved natural attack you're definitely going to get. This guy's going to be doing some damage. Yeah, that's really powerful. This thing is going to put on the pain. Especially at low levels when it's getting two attacks because they're natural attacks. At level 7, the anger phantom gets an aura of fury. As a swift action, it can emit a 20-foot radius aura of fury. Creatures within this aura gain a plus 2 bonus on melee attack rolls, but take a minus 2 penalty to AC. Ending the aura is a free action. So that's interesting. It's all creatures. So you can send the anger phantom in as your sole frontliner, and it can effectively debuff the AC of all your enemies. You can keep it near you and buff the attack rolls of your allies. Everyone's getting both benefits, so positioning becomes very important with this. Level one power attack for everyone. <laughs> Ferocious Mine, M-I-E-N. Christian, what does that mean? A person's look or manner. Nice. I learned a new word today, and I hope you did too, because I don't want anyone to be smarter than me. I hope you all were as dumb as me <laughs> until just now. The spiritualist at 12th level, as a swift action once per day, a phantom in ectoplasmic form can grow more ferocious and frightening, becoming one size category larger than its current size, as affected by an enlarged person spell, and it grows fiercer in combat as if affected by a rage spell. Lasts for one round per class level, and at 18th level, a phantom using ferocious mind also gains the frightful presence extraordinary ability. Wow, that is insane. So as a swift action, mm -hmm. it's becoming bigger. It's becoming stronger. It's getting more reach. It's attacks already counted as if they were one size category larger. So now they count as a huge slam attack. This mm -hmm. thing is really going to hurt. 
Mm-hmm. At 17th level, the Anger Phantom gets Furious Wail. Once per day as a standard action, the Phantom can emit a single Angry Wail that acts as a Wail of the Banshee. What is that? It is a level 9 spell. When you cast a spell, you emit a terrible, soul-chilling scream that possibly kills creatures that hear it. This spell affects up to one creature per caster level, inflicting 10 points of damage per caster level. Creatures closest to the point of origin are affected first. So, quite powerful. You do only have 15, 14 hit dice around this point, and that's your maximum, so you can't get the full benefit of this level 9 spell. But, hey, it's a big AoE hurt. Well, this guy definitely seems to be that default, I want to hit things with my monster dude. Yeah, I didn't read this one in detail before. I was like, eh, I don't care about strength-based things, but I, I really like this one. I like the way they did it. It's simple. It is powerful. And what I'm realizing now is nice is that a lot of the abilities DCs scale off of charisma, which is one of the reasons that you're getting that charisma bonus. Also, ghosts get a bonus to AC based on charisma. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. I just didn't have anything to say, and you said ghosts, so I thought it was that supposed it to be a ghost. And I want to apologize to you. I want to apologize to our audience. <laughs> I let them down, and, and most importantly, I want to apologize to myself. I'm sorry, Caleb. What did ghosts sound like? <laughs> uh, actually, wait, wait. Those are wrong. They actually sound like. <laughs> What's that <laughs> film of mucus? <laughs> Dedication is our next one. Either through a sense of love or the desire to finish some unfinished task, a phantom with this emotional focus has an undying devotion to something or someone in the world. Oh, you you tricked us, Caleb. This is the lust phantom. <laughs> Everyone smooches. You have an aura of smooches. <laughs> it affects animals, too. Look at the dogs. They're licking each other. They're adorable. Oh, the dogs give me little dog kisses. It's adorable. Who doesn't want little dog kisses? Dedication. So your two skills are diplomacy and sense motive. Their good saving throws are reflex and will. They gain iron will as a bonus feat. And when they're within their master consciousness, they grant the benefit of iron will to their master. If it doesn't already have the feat. If it does... Screw yourself, you don't get anything else. At level 1, they get Dutiful Strike. When a creature makes an attack against the Phantom's Master, the Phantom gains a plus 2 bonus on attack rolls against that target, and deals damage against that target as if the Phantom were one size category larger. Dutiful Strikes last for one minute. Eh, that's okay, I guess. It's like Anger's thing, but with yeah. a limit. Right, well, let's see what else it gets. Maybe it's gonna... I mean, it's because it gets other cool stuff. Defending Aura. When the Spiritualists reach 7th level, the Phantom commit a 10-foot radius Aura that grants protection to nearby allies... It can activate, um, it's a swift action to activate, and people in this aura, allies in this aura, get a plus two deflection bonus to AC and a plus two bonus to CMD and on all saving throws. This is cool. So uh, it looks like, I guess, everybody at level seven, each phantom is getting an aura. I'm picking this up. This one's pretty neat, except the fact that there's going to be a point where I have magic items that are going to give me a deflection bonus to my AC that this won't help. Anymore. Yeah, I hope you're not using advanced bonus progression because you get deflection bonuses to your AC automatically. And saving throws. You're not, not sold on this one yet. Well, maybe it gets better. Devoted Servant. At level 12, when the spiritualist is caught unaware by an attack. If the phantom is not fully manifested, it automatically fully manifests from your consciousness to protect you. Uh, that's actually pretty cool because we learned that it takes a minute to manifest it. So to have it come up instantly can be very cool. Find a way to make yourself go asleep at instant speed in response to an attack. Knock yourself out. Aha! <laughs> Here's my ghost. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I misread it. I see that you have to be caught unaware. I thought... I thought the idea was like, uh, I was hit by a guy I didn't see coming, but the idea is once you're aware, this thing goes away. So you need to remain unaware. I need to be sleepies for the whole time. Cool, protective, but I don't know how often this is going to happen and how much my allies aren't just going to try to wake me up. 
Steadfast Devotion, you get level 17. The Phantom becomes immune to detrimental mind-affecting effects in all forms of possession, such as magic, jar, and possession. Furthermore, it's immune to banishment, dismissal, and similar effects. These are tools in the GM's arsenal to try to counteract different summoned creatures. Now that you're immune to those tools, this is probably the best ability of the group. It makes sense it's the highest one, but it's also like pretty much the only one that means anything. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not <laughs> banishing your dedication, Phantom. It's terrible. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Let it stay up. It's not going to The caster is not going to spend a round trying to dismiss your Phantom. Oh, no, you have a plus two deflection bonus AC. Whatever shall I do? This one's terrible. Wow. Yeah, it sucks because that aura, I want to be able to help my allies. I always like being, you know, when I'm playing Divinity Original Sin 2, half the time I'm spending the last of my actions to buff my allies. I want to help them out. At least it makes people like me and they don't normally like me. I usually have to buy it with, you know, casting magic spells on them. So to be able to have a defending order is really helpful. I need which it was better so that my friends would like me more. And the big reason that it kind of falls flat is that it is a defensive-focused phantom and most defensive focus things in pathfinder are not good you would rather have enemies be dead and not hurting you than get mediocre bonuses to your ac where they're probably still going to hurt you a lot or in this case stuff that is just strictly worse versions of what the anger phantom got with the bigger size category next is despair some creatures die in such horrific ways or live such pointless and senseless lives that despair grips their very beings hmm. oh so it's all podcasters that die <laughs> I, they already have my archetype <laughs> filled out for me when I die. <laughs> oh, man. I can't imagine having to summon you. Like, oh, boy, here he is. Well, thanks for summoning me, Caleb. Great. I hope there's dogs nearby I can pet. <laughs> what, you're in danger? I don't care. Why'd you, you, no, what'd listen, you do to I, anger these people, Caleb? Christian. All right, first off, I can't summon a dog and you know that. You know that you're jealous, and if I summon another animal companion or something, you go away. All right? So just... Quit that line mm. of thinking right off the bat. It's your fault. You're doing this to yourself. Fine. <laughs> hey, Caleb, did you record that episode yet? Hey, Caleb, have you have you edited it yet? Caleb, you're behind, aren't you, on schedule? Yes, Christian, yes, I am. Can we attack the giant snake creature and then get after this? I don't know. I think I'm going to dive into your brain, <laughs> Caleb. Gosh. You're just lucky I didn't make you a dedication one, okay? All right, you you wouldn't dare. Yeah, keep keep talking. We'll I'm gonna leave silvery right. mucus everywhere. You know what? Incorporeal, incorporeal. Now I don't even have to deal with you anymore. And I came and see you. Good. My goodness. Goodness knows that I'm not manifesting in my mind. That I don't need. I wish I could send you farther than 50 feet. Away from <laughs> the despair phantoms' two skills are intimidate and stealth, which I, I like this because you sneak up on someone and then you spook them. Did you somebody say spook? <laughs> What? Why is this uh, mucus making that noise? I don't know, but I like it. Takes mucus off wall, puts it in their ears. <laughs> All of a sudden, now it's 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 changed genres. <laughs> they have good fortune and will saves. They have power from despair. The despair phantom gains a plus two bonus on attack and damage rolls against creatures that are shaken, frightened, panicked, cowering, are subject to such of effect from a spell. Okay, so that's interesting. That is going to incentivize the spiritualist or the phantom likely to use the intimidate skill to cause this condition on people or to cast spells that cause that condition, making them more powerful. So hopefully the rest of the abilities fall in line with this because I think it's a really interesting dynamic. At first level, they get a miserable strike. If they hit a creature with a slam attack, the creature must succeed at a will saving throw or take a minus two penalty on attack and damage rolls for one round. This is a mind affecting fear and emotion effect. And this does not stack with itself. This is really cool. 
And I'm beginning to see that there's a pattern here where the first ability they get has to do with their slam attack. The next ability is going to be an aura. I'm liking this, this that they're each getting sort of comparable things. So this is a debuff focus phantom, it would seem. And I like right after Powerful Despair when they say, oh, if the target is subject to such an effect as Aura of Despair or Crushing Despair, which are mind-affecting fear and emotion effects, does Miserable Strike count? I wish they explicitly told me whether or not Miserable Strike counted toward my bonus to attack and damage rolls. And you said Aura of Despair. Our next thing we get is... Aura of Despair! Look at that! I'm so happy mm. there's all this despair around me. When the Spiritualist reaches 7th level as a swift action, the Phantom can emit a 10-foot Aura of Despair. Enemies within the Aura take a minus 2 penalty on all saving throws. Ooh, that's really good. I also like how this is not limited to a certain amount of times per day. Yeah, it's just that's what the Phantom do. When you're around a ghost, <laughs> when you're around me as a ghost... You're more susceptible to spells. That's how the phantom do. <laughs> Despairing shout. You're going to get this at level 12. Three times per day is a standard action. You can emit a shout that acts as crushing despair. Crushing despair gives affected creatures a minus two penalty on attack rolls, saving throws, ability checks, skill checks, and weapon damage rolls. That's like, what, two negative levels worth of stuff, essentially, right? Yeah, and this because it's untyped penalties, I think it would stack with all the other stuff you can inflict by attacking them with Miserable Strike and your Aura of Despair. Not bad. Really powerful debuffing phantom so far. Yep, and that's a cone-shaped burst, so you can get a lot of enemies if you aim it right. At 17th level, the Despair Phantom gets Inescapable Despair. If the phantom hits with its slam attack, the creature hit doesn't get a save to resist the effects of Miserable Strike. Okay, so every time you attack, you're always getting the effects of Miserable Strike, no matter what. That's interesting. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, I like I like how this guy stacks with each other. Each of his abilities helps the other one. They need to make a, a, a save, otherwise they won't be... They won't get the miserable strike penalties. Well, guess what? Your aura of despair gives them penalty on saves. So you're helping yourself. So as the spiritualist with a despair phantom, you probably want to focus more on a heavy spellcasting build. The despair phantom is going to be debuffing your enemies AC and their saving throws. So they're going to be more susceptible to you, the spiritualist and your allies. Or find things that stack on top of these debuffs, debuff your enemies even further so that your allies can finish the job. Next, we have the fear focus, a phantom with this emotional focus suffered from overwhelming fear in life. Their two skills are intimidate and stealth. Hey, that's the same as the last one. You sneak up on someone and spook them. It's a theme with ghosts. <laughs> Their two good saving throws are reflex and will. They get stealthy as a bonus feat. Stealthy is a plus two bonus to... Stealth and Escape Artist checks. That increases to plus four at 10 hit dice. The Fear Phantom gets Horrifying Strike. If the Phantom hits a creature with a slam attack, that creature must succeed at a will saving throw or be shaken for 1d4 rounds. Multiple attacks do not increase their level of fear. Okay, so this is very similar to the Despair Phantom so far. Same skills, a very similar attack. When you attack someone, they get debuffed. Shaken's awesome, especially because it's step one in a line of fear that you can increase using different effects to make it even worse. But there's increased fear that you're going to get at seventh level, whereas a swift action, you can emit a 20-foot radius aura that amplifies the fear conditions of enemies. What was I just saying? If they fail, will saving throws. This effect lasts as long as the enemy stays within the aura or and is under the condition of the initial fear effect or for a number of rounds after it leaves the aura equal to half the phantom's hit dice or until the end of the original fear effect's duration, whichever comes first. Yikes. Mm, bookkeeping. All these phantoms haunt a library, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that might be one of your most clever jokes you've made. But I, I like that they build upon their own mechanics. 
the first level we're causing the mm-hmm. shaking condition. Now we have something that explicitly interacts with the shaking condition. And it's not individual to the spiritualist or the phantom. There are other ways that other party members, other people in the world can interact with these conditions, but mm. the phantom has its own way of increasing them. I just straight up agree with you. Good. You better. It's, that, it should be more like that more often, Caleb. Shut it up. <laughs> <laughs> Is it though? And look, quick, let me steal memes from other podcasts. <laughs> Is it though? We had we had Jeff and Control Robinson on our inclusion episode, and there's two things that I don't know why I just blanked on. One was to mention that he's a Warhammer 40k player, a tabletop game, and the fact that he is the best one in the world, given that he just won the national championships. You I did. think I remember you I may talking be wrong about here. that. We talked about oh. it afterwards, but he literally I think he landed on the plane earlier that day from coming home from the championships, and then you know got up to record with us. Yet somehow I forgot to freaking mention that. And then number two is freaking how I didn't do the is it though while he was here with me. I'll never forgive myself. The good news is he seemed pretty excited about coming back on in the future. So I'll, I'll is it though then. <laughs> Everyone needs to keep me accountable for that. Is it though? We gotta do it. For those of you who uh, maybe the who aren't one of the four people who listen to this podcast and also play StarCraft and listen to the Pylon Show podcast, you don't know what I'm talking about. And let me just tell you, that's okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's happening. I am one of not one of those four people, so I am just as lost as you guys. I just wanted to make sure I steal a joke from every podcast I listen to. (laughs) Oh, hey! Didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just cooking up some burgers and having cookout, getting ready to set off some fireworks. Hey, Caleb. Do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can find Trailblazers on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, get yourself a hot dog off the grill, set up a lawn chair, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, light them up! Man, it's so hard to believe that back in 1996, we managed to defeat all those aliens. Caleb, are you, are you talking about the movie Independence Day? You know that wasn't a documentary, right? Oh, you. Always making jokes. At level 12, the Fear Phantom is getting Frightful Attack. Horrifying Strike, Frightful Attack. These are really just synonyms, but okay. When you hit with a slam attack, it could frighten those it hits instead of causing them to be shaken. So when you become frightened, you have to run away. This is the next level of fear. So now anyone you hit that fails their saving throw is running away from you, which is very powerful. At level 17, we're going to get Shelter Allies. The Phantom protects its allies from terror, and allies within the Phantom's increased fear aura are immune to fear as long as they are within the aura. Also grants the Spiritualist immunity to fear as long as the Phantom is not banished to the ethereal plane. Pretty cool. If you're fighting against those classic bad guys, your dragons, your liches, they tend to have auras of fear. Being straight up immune to that means that no one's going to completely ditch the fight when you see them and roll initiative. 
So this one's pretty good. It's very similar to the last one, the Despair Phantom. Does similar things, but in a different way, which I think is fine. So far, all of these I would equally pick aside from the dedication. Let's move on to the next one. Hatred. This is the one that we talked a bit about in the main episode. I think this one might be my favorite. I really like this one. Hatred. Few things draw a spirit toward the negative plane like the emotion of hatred. Ah, so this is mine. <laughs> I, C- Christian, we're in trouble. You need to summon your phantom. I, I really don't want to. He, I don't think he likes me. Okay, fine. Takes one minute. Hey, hey, Caleb. <laughs> you brought me back? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not really supposed to do that. We had a conversation about this. What did I say? I didn't finish the show notes either. So there's really no, there's no Christian, positive to this. you canceled last minute, last show. Hey, you, stop shooting Christian with an arrow. I'm trying to have a conversation. All right, one second, Christian. I have to kill this guy shooting you. Stop interrupting. I don't know if this is accurate for Caleb, but the Hatred Phantom's two skills are How acrobatics and perception. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Christian, I'll have you know that I'm very <laughs> They have a good fortitude and reflex save. I mean, I eat so much McDonald's and other junk food. I could eat, like, I could just eat raw food, just, just, just like, raw eggs covered in mold. And <laughs> and like, what's great is that you, you, Actually, a little bit better. you don't have the will to stop yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, listen, I got high APM when I'm playing StarCraft. My reflexes, top notch. Which is why you get weapon finesse as a bonus feat. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing multiple drops. I'm doing multi-pronged attacks. Meanwhile, I'm back at my base and my macro perfectly. Of course I am. Is this co-op mode? Yes, but that doesn't matter. But yes, as you said, we do get Whip as Finesse as a bonus feat. Hated target as a move action. You designate one creature within line of sight as the hated target. <laughs> Caleb, stop picking me. <laughs> it, it doesn't not say allies. <laughs> it doesn't say I can't pick the spirituals. You get a plus two bonus on attack rolls against the hated target and a bonus on damage rolls equal to half the phantom's hit dice. Minimum one. It's so focused on this hated target that it takes a minus two penalty on attack rolls against all the creatures. At level 7, you can use this ability as a swift action and take no penalty when attacking creatures that are not its hated enemy. And you have to be in ectoplasmic form to use this ability. <laughs> Gooey ectoplasmic Caleb yelling at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna call, not me! I'm tired! <laughs> Caleb, you can't make that noise when you scout! <laughs> Things to do! So, so I'm guessing that I can summon you. You didn't make it to heaven. Like, what happened there? Just too much <laughs> hatred. I, I, I showed up to the pearly gates and Anubis was there. Who would have thought? I backed the wrong horse. <laughs> At level seven, the hate phantom is getting the a hateful aura. <laughs> the phantom emits a 10-foot radius aura that inflicts pain upon people who dare to damage it or its master. Enemies within that aura that deal damage to the spiritualist or the phantom take an amount of damage equal to the phantom's charisma bonus. Hmm. That's a neat one. I like that. Mind affecting pain effect. You don't see those very often. I like this one a lot. This is really cool. Anything that hurts the enemy for doing what they want to do anyway, really cool. Psst, it's free damage. It's <laughs> <laughs> feel damage day. You get a sneak attack at level 12. That is 3d6, but only against its hated enemy at 18th level. This will increase to 5d6. I really like this. I mentioned this in the main episode. You can, as the spiritualist, variant multi-class as a rogue, get your own sneak attack. 
Your phantom can have sneak attack. Your phantom's good at acrobatics, so it can use acrobatics to get into flanking positions. Really neat idea. I think sneak attack is fun, and this is a fun way to do it. Sneak attack and ghosts. Lastly, at level 17, the hate phantom is getting shared hatred. When the phantom designates a hated enemy, its allies also gain a plus two bonus on attack rolls and a plus four bonus on damage rolls against that enemy. Furthermore, the phantom can use this ability even when it's in incorporeal form. When it does, it can make slam attacks against a corporeal creature, but only if it is its hated target. Woo, wow, okay, so... The incorporeal ghost being able to punch corporeal things, this just like broke the rule that they were trying to balance the phantom. It's really late in the game, so I think it's fine to get it at this point, but I really like that they kind of shattered that barrier. Definitely. This is cool. They're doing a good job making each one different, but equally as pickable. There's a word for that that doesn't involve three different weird words jumbled together. I don't know what that is. Balanced? Equivalent. (laughs) No, equally as pickable. I'm sticking with what I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> I'm sticking with what I have. Our next one is Jealousy. A phantom with this emotional focus is covetous of everything. It's master, those who wish to do it harm, and any who do not pay attention to it. They get a praise and bluff as their skills. Okay. I, I guess my ghost can tell me how much things cost. <laughs> they have a, a oh, very man. wide... That, that Ghostbusters toy was one of the first editions. That's worth a lot. Look, when you press this button... their good saving throws are reflex and will and all of them have had a just having two good saving throws is good i don't think anyone has a bad spread has anyone had fortitude and reflex yet i have i don't think they have everyone's had will saving throws which is great will they get deceitful as a bonus feat i find it interesting they they expect my phantoms to use skills that are like role playing. When is my phantom going to bluff anybody about anything? I guess maybe it's working into um, something I've actually never used once, which is feigning in combat. Maybe. But this is also the disguise skill. So deceitful is bluff and disguise. <laughs> I'm not a ghost. I'm just a, a floating normal person. <laughs> Wait, you never seen, you never seen anyone you can see fly through. before? Well, come on. Oh, like we don't live in a world full of wizards. Get over yourself. I'm just the party wizard. Attack me. (laughs) At level one, a jealous phantom gets jealous combatant. Each time the phantom hits a creature with a melee attack for one round, that creature takes a minus two penalty on all attack rolls made against anyone other than the phantom. Okay, so a worse version of like two other abilities we've seen so far. Or, Or I can be any of the other phantoms and give them a minus two penalty on like everything. Granted, this doesn't offer a saving throw. So it's always going to work. Well, if it's not too much, attack, then switch to incorporeal. Next chance you get, boom, he's getting minus two on everybody and he can't even hit you. I mean, he can with magic weapons, but they're already doing half damage. The spiritualist can change the form of the phantom's manifestation as a full round action that provokes attacks of opportunity. It's an idea. It's out there. Resentful aura. When At level seven, the phantom can emit a 20 foot radius aura that forces enemies within the aura who make an attack or cast a spell that does not include the phantom in its effect to succeed at a will saving throw or become staggered until the end of their next turn. Ooh, okay. So this guy is really jealous. Like, you're going to hit me. Or nobody. So I guess you could look at this kind of like a tank version of a phantom. It is trying to taunt people. It's trying to be the warrior from WoW and make people attack it. But rather than just being tanky, it is forcing them. If they don't attack me, then they're going to get huge penalties. And if they do attack me, whatever, the phantom goes away. At level 12, the jealous phantom gets retribution. 
Each time a creature attacks the phantom's master, whether it hits or misses, it enrages the phantom. Until the end of the phantom's next turn, any attack the phantom makes against that creature deals an extra 2d8 points of damage, which is precision damage. So it's kind of going against, it's still within the theme, but now you get benefits. Whether they attack you, the phantom, you're getting benefit. Whether they attack someone else, you're getting benefit. Mind to take at level 17, once per day is immediate action. Just before the phantom's master is about to attempt a saving throw or be targeted by an attack roll, the phantom and the spiritualist can swap places as long as they both are on the same plane and the phantom is aware of the attack or effect. After swap, the phantom is instead targeted by the attack or effect that triggered the ability, though the phantom may be immune or resistant to the effect. Interesting. I don't know exactly what. I don't think it's immune to a lot of things automatically. Incorporeal creatures are immune to a lot of effects. Uh-huh. So they can be incorporeal. Hey, 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 hey. Um, Christian, can I talk to you for a second? Can you not just, like, embarrass me in the middle of the podcast? I thought you just edited all that out. I mean, I could, but this is funnier. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> this got real. This, is, this got real too quick. <laughs> you're supposed to be like, you're supposed to, like, start complaining and yelling over each other, but then you were like, I'm genuinely sorry. I'll just, I'll, I'll just. not hurt, and I love I'll, you. I'll, I'll just <laughs> misinform the listeners if that's what you want. <laughs> I, that, I think that's the best. <laughs> So, Pathfinder Academy, where the episodes could be half as long if we weren't making jokes that probably aren't landing. <laughs> That's why you listen to us. <laughs> so let's talk about this ability and whether or not we like it, actually. How about that? I like it. I do like it a lot. It's only once per day, but I think it's really powerful. This is where it's the best of both worlds. They have targeted someone else, so the Phantom is getting all of their abilities, but now the Phantom is the subject of the attack, so that person is still safe. This can be, especially at level 17, this can save you from save or die spells or effects. So, altogether, this one might be the second less interesting to me, next to dedication. Yeah, it has this huge weakness in that it has all these bonuses that if you attack someone else, the phantom becomes more powerful. Okay, what's to stop people from just attacking the phantom? If people know about your phantom, they're just going to be like, okay, take it down. It has nothing to offset the fact that if people attack it, it it's more powerful. It's 10. Yeah, but I mean, GMs, you got to be a good GM and not always do that, especially with something like a phantom, which isn't quite as common as animal companions and things. Not letting people go, oh, I've seen that before. We need to attack it, especially because it's the spe- specific emotional focus I would not familiar with. <laughs> no, you're abandoned. Ba- all right, you're a terrasque. The bandit understands the tiger is probably going to destroy them if they don't kill it the ghost is just a ghost really really that's the annoying the most annoying part is there's this annoying song during the whole battle (laughs) they really want to stop the music everyone focus it down it's a corporal no staggered effects are powerful the extra damage is cool but it's it's hard to work with the last phantom emotional focus is zeal a phantom with this emotional focus fixates on every task given as if it were the phantom's last. The most basic commands are treated as life and death situations. Oh, I like this one already. So its two skills are acrobatics and survival. It's good saves referred to. No, it finally happened. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm officially wrong. Oh, no. I hate the zeal phantom. Its passive ability is tracking. It adds half its number of hit dice to survival checks to follow tracks. (laughs) Yep, everyone's favorite ability that comes on normal classes. That comes on normal classes that have full hit dice progression, unlike the Phantom, who has three force hit dice progression. Ah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> the, the Phantom's just spinning around in circles following this trail of mucus. Who left this? Where'd they go? <laughs> 
Listen, it isn't the smart emotional focus, okay? <laughs> Ruthless Combatant, the Phantom threatens a critical hit with its slam attacks on a roll of 19 through 20, and at level 11, its critical modifier increases to times 3. This doesn't stack with improved critical or similar effects. You know, one of the few feats you would probably might pick. Uh, cool, but... Easily achieved with a simple feat for others, at least for the improved critical. The fact that it opens up their feats, this phantom doesn't get bonus feats, so it opens them up for them to take critical feats later in the game is interesting. But 19 to 20, despite being better than the normal crit range, isn't a good crit range. It's like there's no other way to increase a natural attack crit range as far as I'm aware. So you're always going to be at a 19 to 20. So this is good. It's just a straight DPS increase. It's a nice little bonus, but it's not really something you can build around, I feel. You, uh, I think it's also one of the only ways to get the times three crit for a natural attack. Right, which is going to hurt when your natural attacks are doing 2d8 damage. Times three is 68 damage. The Phantom has a determination aura at level seven. As a swift action, they can emit a 20-foot radius aura that grants zeal. Allies within this aura gain a plus two competence bonus on attack rolls and saving throws. That's good. It's a competence bonus. Competence bonuses stack with most other things. That is a tasty, tasty buff. I will take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Silver, silvery Tasty. mucus making me my attack stronger, oh, no. making my saving throws better. <laughs> Steadfast servant at level twelve, the phantom can stay manifested even when its spiritual master is unconscious or asleep. Really awesome for role playing stuff. Not super great otherwise. Well, a phantom doesn't have to sleep, so it can stay watch overnight. There's a lot of ways around that otherwise, though. There's spells. There's level one spells that say you can stay awake through the night with no ill effect. But this is the other means. We mentioned this with the Dedication Phantom. It can't be dismissed. That's one of the tools that the GM has to get rid of the Phantom. Putting the Spiritualist to sleep or rendering them unconscious through a sleep spell or a poison is the other tool that a GM has to get rid of a Phantom, similar to an Edelon. So if you're not an elf who is immune to sleep, now even if a Drow Poison Dart hits you in the neck, and you fall asleep, your phantom can stay and defend you. That's a good point. And it's always cool to be able to say, hey, everyone, we can go to sleep. We can take our, our middle-of-the-day nap, and I'll have my phantom stay watching. We can take our long nap, everybody. We can do a siesta. It's fine. Zeal's Resolve at level 17, three times per day is a free action. When the phantom misses with an attack roll or fails a saving throw, it can reroll the failed attack or saving throw. It must take the new result, even if that result is worse. Cooling about that one is there's many of reroll skills that say you have to choose to do it before you roll. This one says after you fail. Awesome. There's a feat called Strong Comeback, which will give you a bonus on rerolls. Pretty neat. So Zeal's a little split. It wants to stay near your allies so it can give them the buff with its aura. It wants to stay near you when you're asleep. It also wants to get up in melee. So I guess it would perform best in a melee-focused party. The Zeal Phantom's going up using its attacks, fishing for crits. You guys are up there benefiting from its bonuses, attacking people. A little hard to work with. I don't think it is as build upon itself as the other phantoms were where all of its abilities are very synergistic but i think they're it's overall it's pretty good yeah if i could speak to all the phantoms for a second most of these are going to want to get into the combat to get all their like these different effects apply they're not really going to get in combat for the damage output wise aside from the anger they're not really doing a lot of damage or having huge chances to hit it's most of these other effects these are the way you want to determine whether or not a phantom's good is these other effects are going to be applied so christian at the start of this, I said we're just going to cover the ones that are in the main book, but I want to cover one that is part of an archetype. Now, you'd be asking Caleb, is that inconsistent with the rules you laid out? Yes, but this is also my podcast, so shut up. I want to talk about a shade. I'll be playing a spiritualist soon who is archetype a shadow caller, and he gets a special own phantom that lacks an emotional focus. And it's not a phantom. It's called a shade. Mmm, special. 
I want to talk about what it can do. All right, Christian. I'm not stopping you. I mean, I see it. I have the table here. I get it. It's not like <laughs> something only you can do. Wait, you have a table? Where's the it's table? It's the emotionless table on the shadow collar page. The shade is cool and interesting because it, it, it doesn't work just like a phantom. It's not in your consciousness. Oh, it's in your shadow. Ooh. But then what sound does it make? <laughs> It's just, just not like it's just the wind. And I don't want to go everything. I don't want to cover the whole gosh darn archetype, but I do want to talk about some of the stuff that is uh, specific to it. Its two skills are intimidate and stealth, and its two good saves are reflex and will, and it gains lightning reflexes as a bonus feat. And here are its cool abilities. It gets weakening touch, where its slam attack causes its victim to take a minus two penalty to strength for one round. And it can do this as a standard action while incorporeal. That's right. Incorporeal going around, delivering strength damage. This is a shadow. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's already emulating the shadow creature from the bestiary. I think that's really cool. It's only one round. It doesn't stack with itself. And I don't think at any point does it level up higher. So as you get higher level, the minus two penalty to strength is going to be less interesting. And you know what? Hey, guys, here's a little tip for all you players out there. This is a lot of work for your GM, especially because it's not super easy if you don't have a program like Hero Lab where you just have like the bestiary entry open. You're like, okay, what the frick? What's up? What's what does strength apply to? What things do I have to change here? All right. So just just think about that. When you, when you do all your your ability score damages, guys. All right, uh, how about that? Level 7, the shade gets Umbral Shroud. They can emit a 10-foot aura of swirling shadows that grant all allies 20% concealment against creatures without dark vision or they see in darkness ability, and they also get a plus 4 bonus on stealth checks. Too many creatures have dark vision. <laughs> Works much better when you're the bad guy, when you're fighting humans and you're fighting gnomes and you're when you're the horde fighting the alliance. This works a lot better. So actually, I don't think this will trigger all that often, given how many enemies have dark vision. But those that don't, aha, the light vision will help you here. At level 12, they get shadow caster. The shade gains the ability to cast either shadow conjuration or shadow evocation once Ooh. per day. Instead of the normal spell level and percentage of reality for the two spells, the maximum spell level of the duplicated spell is fourth level and the effects are 40% real. When it reaches 18th level, it improves to sixth level and effects are 60% real. I don't know nothing about this except that every guy I've ever read said, if this spell is on your list, pick it. Shadow Conjuration and Shadow Evocation are spells that say, this is an illusion spell, but you're using an illusion spell to pretend to cast any other lower level evocation or conjuration spell. So it is every evocation spell one level lower than it, just there is a chance that they succeed at their will save and they realize, oh, this isn't really a fireball, this is an illusion, a shadowy illusion of a fireball, thus they take less damage. But if they believe that it's real, it does the damage as if a fireball would. Yep. They effectively are getting two saving throws. They're getting their saving throw to disbelieve that your shadowy fireball is real. They're also getting the normal reflex saving throw against a fireball. Hey, quick question. How the heck does an illusion hurt anybody? It's it's shadow. They, whether because you believe it's it or shadow. Not, how does the fireball hurt you? I don't I don't get it. Oh, it sounds powerful, even though it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I guess I don't interact with illusions enough. I guess there's other illusions that will do damage. Whatever. Well, this one specifically states it does, Caleb. It tells you what to do. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's how the shadow evokes <laughs> At 17th level, the shade gets Midnight Shroud. Your Umbral Shroud aura also lowers the light level in its range to darkness, regardless of the prevailing conditions. This counts as a 7th level darkness spell for the purpose of educating light and darkness effects. Oh, another thing every GM loves to deal with. Light mm -hmm. levels. So if you are picking this, you better have dark vision, or I'm assuming that the archetype itself gives you some form of dark vision. It does. At one point, you can even get the Sea and Darkness Universal Monster ability uh, for a limited number of rounds. You know what I picked for this, Christian? 
The Caligny. That's right. <laughs> the Dark Folk. The thing that we hated because it has seen darkness all the time. Also, when you die, you're going to pop like a firecracker. <laughs> it's like one of those like little tiny things, like the, the nice dime-sized bags that you throw on the ground. The wolf packs, I think they're called. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> when I was younger, my, my older brother convinced me to throw one at a passing by car. That didn't uh, that didn't go well for me, to say the oh. least. <laughs> and to everyone's surprise, my brother ran away from me once I threw it. And I was just sitting there as like a little four-year-old like, huh? What did I do? My... <laughs> My brother got me in so much trouble as well. I remember he locked my parents or my father. My mother was gone. I don't know where. I don't know where she just left us. <laughs> locked my father in the basement. And I was still there. I was so young. I, this is like one of the only things I remember from being that young. Just my dad being pissed and wanting us to let him out. And of course, my, it was all my brothers doing. I'm just following this little kid. Eventually, let my dad out. And boy, I just, I don't think I've ever seen my dad that angry. I'd be, I would break down my own door. Honestly, myself, I would be incredible. That would pissed. instill fear in them for the rest of their lives. <laughs> That's right. Listen, I have the memory. So apparently it did. I think it was judicious enough. No, not to blame the little seven-year-old or however the heck old I was. Brothers, am I right, guys? Guys, am I right? Brothers. Well, anyway, that. That's the emotionalist descriptor. I thought it was pretty interesting. And you get a bunch of other cool shadow and darkness abilities on the archetype that, that will work well with your phantom. But it's definitely not, I don't think, very strong compared to the others. Yeah, compared to an Edelon. And it does more unique things, but not as powerful things as an Edelon can do. But hey, there was a reason Edelons were nerfed. I mean, Unchained. They were Unchained. They're, they exist happily <laughs> in their new Unchained <laughs> existence. <laughs> They went to a farm where they could run around with other Eidolons. <laughs> they got reprogrammed, I mean rewritten, to, to better fit the confines <laughs> of the game. Well, phantoms are cool. They definitely have set them apart from other, you know, companions. And I like the idea of that their power level isn't just based on how hard can I hit you. They have all these cool different other abilities to affect the battlefield, help your allies, weaken enemies. I like it. With now you know how the phantoms work, you have everything you need to play a spiritualist. Thank you all for staying. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. This episode was edited by Devin Tonnell. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening.